0: Oh, the shade. Hey, brother, the, wine. Drink the
1: drink that I have made hey, brother, the wine. tell you why the day is sunny. Oh, good evening and and welcome to drink in the style brought to you by habitation furnishing and design in addition to the district Edina. I'm your host Gregory Rich and I'm gonna help you kill your evening with some booze and conversation tonight. We have a full studio. We are speaking with Lindsay Bossler, Gene Smith, and Amber Grams of St. Louis Park <clears throat> based FBC Remodel. Ladies, welcome to the program.
2: Thanks for having us. Happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, gang, we're going to have a really good show here. And if you stick around with us, you're going to find that we've already gotten a running start. (laughs) I think these guys were ready. Um, Yeah, no, uh, uh, St. Louis Park uh, uh, FBC Remodel, which stands for Finished Basement Company, correct?
2: Yes, we originally finished Basement Company, but uh, rebranded to service more clients.
1: Which is outstanding. And we're going to be talking about uh, improving your space, um, some projects that uh, you have underway, perhaps, and some tips and what have you. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Sadly, once again, we are shy one coctologist. Dan Newkirk is not with us today as he is camping in the Boundary Waters. Uh, So I am acting as the coctologist mixologist, master of spirits, and I am, once again, taking a terrible, terrible shortcut. You guys, we asked you what you enjoy drinking, and the answer was...
3: Margaritas.
1: Margaritas. So I thought briefly about actually creating a margarita, and how could I necessarily do it? Don't have a blender, don't have uh, all that other stuff. And I decided instead, we are just going to grab... A margarita mix and some tequila, because sometimes that is the answer to life's problems. (laughs) Correct, Brett?
4: Let's go with it, yeah.
1: All right. Why don't you hit us up with our mixing music? All right. We have chosen Tres Agave brand margarita mix. It is purely organic, including real lime, real agave, and it says real easy. It's a bottle of, basically, uh, fluid, so of course it's really easy. Uh, Only 68 calories per serving, though, so I chose that because it can't be too terribly sugary. Um, You actually had said that uh, this is one of your favorite blends or mixes?
3: It certainly is.
1: Okay. You drink a lot of the mixed uh, margarita uh, cocktail? Every morning. (laughs) We're going to get along great. All right. So, we've got the uh, Trace Agaves Margarita Mix Organic, purchased at Eden Prairies Liquor Store for $8.99. And we are mixing it with El Padrino Tequila, which I picked up at Total Wine because they didn't have any Altos Tequila, which is my default blending uh, tequila. Are you guys uh, tequila fans in general? Of course. Excellent. Do you have a particular brand? No? Tequila. We, we are we're gonna get along That's really fine. well um the altos uh, if you haven't tried it sells for like 20 bucks for a 750 milliliter bottle and uh, it is really really smooth and i'd say it's every bit as good as like a casamigos blanco or something like that so it's recommended all right so we have added a decent amount of tequila based on my perception of how much each of you guys drink <laughs> Amber, we're completely skipping the uh, tequila mix or the, uh, the mix for you. All right. Uh, actually, I just added about one shot. We are tapping off with the margarita mix, and I'm now just realizing I forgot to bring a spoon, so we're just going to stir it in the glass with a little bit of centrifugal force, and we're good to go. All right. Ladies? Ooh. Enjoy. Cheers. Let's give this a try. You got the noise? All right, I hate to say it. That is really tasty. Delish. delicious. Wow. Why,
3: why would you hate to say that?
1: Because I am, as I said, a tremendous liquor snob in the sense that I will complain if something's crappy, even though I will drink just about anything. Um, no, I will drink anything. Um, but the mixes always are like sugar water. It comes mm. out, you know? Like there was a Zing Zang margarita mix that uh, I considered for a brief mm. moment. But I figured that is likely just... Basically, sugar syrup. water, right? Yep. Wolf. I agree. Well said. So far, we've had a meow and a
4: woof. <laughs> this is going beautifully.
1: All right. No, this is uh, this is tasty, Brett. When you get a chance, we're going to send one of these out to you in the uh, production booth.
4: Yeah, looking forward to it.
1: And given that it is a warm day today, this is hitting the spot.
5: <gasps> what a treat!
1: Right. All right. Let's start with uh, let's start with our random question here on drink in the style, ladies. Any of you can chime in, but ultimately all of you have to chime in before it's done. Here is the question. Ready? Where is the last place you'd ever want to go? Who wants to start?
2: I feel like Amber's got something for
3: us. I would say Antarctica.
1: Antarctica? Really? Well, says the girl who's enjoying a margarita. (laughs) Should I ask for a follow-up why? Just the cold?
3: Yeah, just the cold and there's nobody there.
1: This is true. Are there penguins on Antarctica or are they at the other side?
3: Only polar bears live there. Really?
1: <laughs> then
3: it's a I'm good choice. I'm pretty not sure to go. there's penguins there. Really? There <laughs> might be sure. a few birds.
1: <laughs> right. And a couple of Russian scientists yep. who are completely drunk and enormously lonely. I actually so it's think a good there's choice. a
3: couple stranded there right now. Really? I heard that. Yeah. Mm.
1: Oh, that's funny. That's wow. Scary. That would suck. Um, how about you guys? What do you think?
5: I'm going to go with space. The moon.
1: The last place you want to go is the moon.
5: Because I would probably die there anyways.
1: Lack of oxygen? Just loneliness? Yeah. I hear you. Both. I've got no interest in space <gasps> Or might might just not
2: make it there? I actually think space is kind Sounds. of terrifying yeah. to think about. That'd be on my list too, but I was going to say a NASCAR race.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've been to one of those. Have you really? Yeah. A lot of private parts being shown to a 12-year-old.
1: Oh. Seriously? I've never been to a NASCAR race. Like
3: yep. people flashing I'm you? raunchy, yeah. Yeah, and I was 12 when I went. Michigan 500. Really? Yeah, my dad thought it was a good idea to bring me there, I guess.
1: So it's like Louisiana without the charm.
3: <laughs> right, yep. I was a big Tony Stewart fan.
1: Is that a race car driver?
3: Yep, Home Depot. <laughs> oh.
1: <laughs> what? Wow, a NASCAR, Brett. How about you? Where's the last place
4: you'd want to go? I can't follow up a NASCAR race, but uh, I was going really depressing and thinking of like the most war torn place in the world to go depressing. But Mm. I might have to go NASCAR as well. I'm not a fan. (laughs) Yeah,
1: you know, I'm jumping on the NASCAR bandwagon.
4: Oh
3: man, sorry to our NASCAR fans.
4: I I'm, I'm not sure. Oh, there I'm are. sure we have a ton of NASCAR fans <laughs> yeah. that listen to drink in the style.
1: And the board is lighting up angrily yeah. as we uh, are on the program. No, I don't get NASCAR at all. I don't understand.
4: That's people car driving racing. in circles. Yeah, right. Why is that fascinating?
1: And given how much I drink, I mean that is just a recipe for disaster. Because I am going to get dizzy, and the guy in the row in front of me is going to have a bad end to this race.
5: Too I many don't... monster logos at NASCAR races.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, Yeah, no, I think that's, uh, that's, that's, I'm definitely going to declare that as the correct answer.
5: All right. Off to a good start. start. (laughs) You win.
1: Well done. Well done. All right. There it is. We have mixed up a cocktail. We've already burned through the first part of the show. I told you guys this would be easier. You get to talk in segment two. Um, we're going uh, to be taking a quick break. When we come back, we're talking with FBC Construction about uh, finishing off your lower levels, your basement, creating more living space. Ladies and gentlemen, stick with us.
0: My love seems to grow. This is Dr. Sarah Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light-touch-specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots, we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic, empower your life and health.
1: What a rare mood I'm in. Why, it's almost like being in love. Well, a welcome back to Drink in the water Style. Water. We're having a lot of
4: fun in the studio today as we're playing the air flute. Does that seem appropriate? <laughs> it has to be the one day we don't have the video, too.
1: I know, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. As we're experiencing technical difficulties, so you cannot catch our live stream on Facebook, but you can listen to the melodic tones of uh, Frank Sinatra, and yours truly, as well as the lovely ladies from FBC. I'm Gregory Rich, I'm your host, and we are joined by Lindsay, Jean, and Amber, in no particular order, I guess, um, from FBC, finished basement company, which you rebranded into a more construction, because you guys do more than just basements at this point, correct? Correct. All right. Who would like to introduce us to your organization?
5: Me. Okay. <laughs> what would you like to know?
1: Well, tell us a, a little bit about um, the uh, primary <clears throat> function of what you do, the majority of projects, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. how in depth you get with each project.
5: Sure. Well, uh, I guess, kind of big picture, we're a full service design build company. So, Lindsay, Amber, and I are all designers with FBC. So, we Start with our clients kind of from day one of looking at their space, um, designing it for them, getting into site visits, estimating for the project, and then really stay involved all the way through the construction side of things, too. So, Okay. And we do all types of projects. So we started solely uh, working on just basements, but we do just about anything uh, residential now at this point.
1: Okay. Do you do you do patios, porches?
5: Uh, mostly interior work. So, okay. you know, we might do... Some larger projects like additions that might get into a little bit of exterior work, but mostly focus on, you know, a kitchen remodel, bathroom remodel, um, finishing a basement, things like that.
1: Okay, that makes sense. And what about uh, um, the construction itself? Do you guys have your own crew?
5: We do. We do. So we, on each project, um, I would be responsible for the project and we loop a project manager in who builds the project for us. So... The project managers are employees of FBC, manage manage the project during construction, and we have our, our tradespeople who actually do the labor as well. So okay. kind of all under one roof, full service from start to finish.
3: Yeah, okay. our our uh, trades are trade partners of our company, um, all people we've had pretty good relationships with over the years that um, we've partnered with. They don't work directly underneath us, but we trust them. and, and Yeah, we work both. with
5: the same trades on yeah. all of our projects. Yeah, yep. They feel like part of the team.
1: Well, that is key because as everyone who's ever done any kind of remodeling project knows, if you're one project and you're just hiring somebody out of nowhere, it can be an absolute disaster. But if you are an organization where you have multiple projects underway, return business, then you can ensure a certain level of quality and and completion, correct?
5: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah, we get a lot of homeowners that come back to us for for different projects mm-hmm. down the road too. So
1: so let's talk about how y- your process in general. So someone comes up and says, "I want to do." Let's just well, let's let's stick with the basements. I don't want to pigeonhole you, but you know it's low hanging fruit. So we're going to take. Sure. It. <laughs> so somebody says they want to come in and finish their basement. How do you start the entire process?
3: We set up an initial consultation uh, with our clients. And we meet with them virtually right now, um, ideally in their home, uh, but virtually we're meeting with them in their home and talking through their space and what their hopes and dreams are for this design and remodel. Um, Speaking specifically on basements, a lot of times the basement is just more of an oasis or a getaway in your home, so trying to disconnect from day-to-day activity and find a space that you can actually relax a little bit further. Um, So we just talk through what everybody is looking for in their space and what works best for their family. Uh, And then from there, we set up an ideas meeting where we look at a few different design options for their space. Um, There's more than one way you can lay out a space. So we like to always come up with two different ideas um, of how things can function and flow for your family, your lifestyle. Uh, and then land on a design, get our project manager involved. Uh, like Gene had mentioned, they're just another person on our team that uh, we partner with through construction um, to get a second set of eyes on the space and on the design to make sure we're headed in the right direction. And then from there, we move into a uh, final pricing and construction document meeting where we're reviewing the final plans together uh, and all the pricing options for your space.
1: That works. Sounds
5: about right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Fair enough. And what about – so let's – so so what about basements right now and refinishing the basements? What are the trends that uh, we're seeing? I mean, look, 30 years ago, they were rec rooms. You would have a foosball table, a dartboard, maybe a bar, mm-hmm. tiki bar if you were mm-hmm. of a certain variety of, <laughs> of aesthetics. Um, and then, of course, everybody wanted the uh, theater rooms. And Mm -hmm. uh, that was the Rage, uh, which I think has faded a bit. What are people doing now with those lower levels?
2: It's a lot more open concept now. So the theater room is kind of a thing of the past. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Bars have scaled down also. Mm -hmm. A little bit more uh, utilitarian, up against a wall, walk-up bar with flexible space. Um, Wine cellars seem to be a trend, though. Mm -hmm. as of late.
1: Wine cellars are... (laughs) People are drinking more. Mm -hmm. I think you may want to revisit the bar. Yeah,
3: (laughs) Yeah, I think more casual entertaining has become a little bit more common. So not necessarily sitting at a bar, but having conversation areas nearby, um, having extra seating facing the TV has seemed to be a little bit more popular lately. Um, But still having the bar to have a space you can lay out food and uh, have drinks and whatnot.
5: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think... uh, big thing right now is just flexible, entertaining. So a lot of homeowners want to make sure their space works for them kind of on a day-to-day basis, but then also work for entertaining either kids or neighbors or family, whatever it is.
1: So kind of a multi-use function is right. is, is, yeah. is the key. Yeah.
5: Getting really way. creative with ways you know, that maybe there's a ping pong table in the room, but you have a way to fold it up and put it somewhere private if you're entertaining or barn doors to close off a, a certain section that you might want, not want to see all the time. So just getting creative with, with how to use the space for whatever you're wanting to do.
1: Well, that makes a good deal of sense. Do you guys do do you guys do the furnishings in in the space as well? Are uh, you have interior design function? Asking for a friend.
5: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't do we don't provide or do the actual furniture, but we do a lot with space planning, so through our design process of um, space planning, you know, where all the walls go, we're very conscious of, you know, how to lay out furniture, or a sectional or size of a sectional and kind of work with our homeowners a little bit on that, but Okay.
1: That's, uh, that That makes sense. How about uh, things like uh, kitchen remodels, which obviously a lot of people are starting to get involved in. And after the age of COVID and people are tired of being in their worn-out spaces, what are you seeing trending there?
2: Big islands where the whole family can gather and eat. And the kitchen is a space where everybody goes anyway.
1: Mm-hmm
2: when you're entertaining, everybody wants to gather in there. So how do you get people in there and still be able to pr- prepare the food? And it's becoming more of like a actual living space than just a functional...
1: It is true. Functional. I mean, we've room. got... We built our house... About ten years ago, and we have a giant center island and things and it's great because whenever we have guests over, I mean you can literally fit you know eight people, ten people around it. Mm-hmm. The only drawback being i'm always standing then because everybody <laughs> else gets the stools and you gotta mm-hmm. but it is it is the nature of people's social interaction right yeah,
5: mm-hmm. awesome. yeah a lot of conversational seating is important too uh, at the island that you can have it. Like that, you're not feeling like you're sitting at a bar all kind of shoulder to shoulder, but on multiple sides of the island, too. It's
1: a great point. All right, we're going to take another quick break. When we come back, we're going to delve a little bit more into remodeling projects. Stick with us. <laughs> Welcome back to Drink in the Style. This is Gregory Rich, and uh, we were all just jamming out on our air instruments in the studio. That's nice. You went with a recorder, Lindsay.
3: I thought it would throw everyone off. It's a good one. <laughs> all you had to do is do <laughs> hot cross buns. Hot cross buns. <laughs> I went with the harp.
1: The harp That's was impressive. One. Yeah. Classy. How do you possibly play the harp? Can you imagine? I can't. Anyone playing the harp? It's insanity.
3: Delicate fingers.
1: Seriously. But, I mean, how do you even get in between the things? I mean, it would always just sound like some kind of random strumming to me. Talent. Right? I guess so. All right. My guests are Lindsay, Jean, and Amber from FBC Remodel. Um, By the way, Ambergrams. Last name is Grams, correct? Correct. Does everyone pretty much just refer to text to you as Ambergrams? I've got an Ambergram, Amber.
3: Well, my Instagram is (laughs) (laughs) Insta-ambergrams.
1: You were made for it. You should get into the the social media management business.
3: Yeah, I should. Ambergrams. Yeah, I like it.
1: All right. Excellent. (laughs) All right. So, um, welcome back. As I said, uh, we are here in segment three. We've been talking uh, about finishing basements primarily, but of course, FBC does a heck of a lot more than that, and we're going to talk about some other projects. But first, it is time for tonight's musical notes. Are you guys ready for the musical notes? Hee-hoo!
5: Ready. Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Nicely done. And we may have just gotten a new bleep noise option. <laughs> yeah, might have to see that, yeah.
4: Alternate that with Amy's, yeah. All
1: right. I like it. So we've been listening to Sinatra's Come Swing With Me, released in 1961. And that was before the word swing took on its current post-key party connotation. Um, overall, you guys are probably all too young to know the reference, but some of our listeners may get it out there. No?
3: A swinger? Yeah.
1: Yeah, swing used to mean jazz and hip, and now it has a completely different... Those things. We're cutting the uh, the radio show short. Uh, This is the uh, the first album that we have done that I can truly say is a hidden gem. Unlike Nice and Easy or Sinatra's Swingin' Session, three exclamation points. uh, This album is filled with tracks that you've likely never heard before. They include Day by Day, American Beauty, Rose, Paper Doll, and probably a half dozen others that didn't get the playing time they deserved. I don't understand why. The album even included Capitol's full-spectrum stereo sound, which I assume was trademarked, which allowed listeners to hear the distinct placement of each instrument in the orchestral arrangement. Yet still, somehow, this album never really got listed as one of Francis Albert's greats. Luckily, though, uh, there is the Grass Scale, Gregory Rich Album Acquisition Scale, Well, it's redundant when I say grass scale, isn't it? Johnson, how come you never noticed that before?
4: I just like, yeah, grass scale. All right.
1: Well, on the grass, uh, I'm going to give this, uh, I'm going to single handedly fix this issue, and I'm going to give it a quote, buy it if you can rating. It's hard to come by this album, but if you do get a chance to uh, pick it up and put it on your shelf, you absolutely must do it. It will impress any Sinatra fan you may encounter, and those new to Frank's work. Will be richer for the experience. By the way, speaking of albums, I noticed that Mill is it Mill City Sound in Hopkins is recently opened, and is uh, has got Brian Oak, basically a friend of the show, doing some uh, some work for them. You guys remember Brian Oak from uh, the Edge, or I'm sorry, the uh, Current radio station, Cities ninety seven. Great DJ, knows everything you can possibly know about music. If you get a chance to uh, join him on Facebook, I think, uh, The Brian Oak Show, his own personal podcast, it is so worth it. You can get totally tapped into the musical scene here in Minneapolis. Mm. Very good. What kind of music are you guys into? What do you listen to, Amber?
3: Uh, Celine Dion, Josh Grobin, Andre Pertelli.
1: Really? Well, that's impressive. So therefore, you should just short leap to Frank Sinatra.
3: Yeah. Anybody with a good voice.
1: Nice. Jean?
5: Mostly into Disney music.
1: Really? Mm-hmm,
5: that's my jam. No kidding. Just blast it at home. None of it's bad. It's I, all good. That's true. It's happy.
1: I think it was just last week I was saying, I can sing basically every word to every track of Aladdin mm-hmm. that you could possibly hmm, yeah. ask for.
3: You do have that voice. voice. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hear it.
1: Prince Ali, yes it is he, but not <laughs> as you know him.
2: Hmm. That's good. That's good. good. Mm -hmm. Read my
1: lips and come to grips with reality. Nice. It's a banger. Yeah. yeah, (laughs) Lindsay, you're not getting off. Go ahead. And You got to sing afterwards, too, so choose wisely.
2: I have a two and a five-year-old, so we are hot in the world of Baby Shark and Paw Patrol songs. <laughs> oh
1: God, don't sing Baby Shark. That's monstrous. <laughs> right. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear that right now. Oh crap! But it's in my head. Shoot. <laughs> New topic. <laughs> let's move right along. All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk more about uh, about FBC and uh, and specific design. Living through the age of COVID, obviously we're still in partial lockdown. Tell me, how have you guys? coped with uh, doing business in this bizarre age?
2: We took our entire design process and moved it virtual. Okay. In a matter of a couple of weeks. So the design mm-hmm. consults that Amber referenced earlier, um, just doing them virtually, having clients give us a tour of their home while we're not in their home. How do you uh, do, you do, do you
1: like, a, like Facebook or Zoom, and they walk around with their Yeah, like cell a phone? Teams
2: meeting, and they'll either use their phone or a laptop, and, you know, some are more successful than others, but... <laughs> lot of technical difficulties Uh, we've also taught our homeowners to measure their spaces
1: that's the biggest that's the biggest challenge isn't it yeah
2: it it has yeah (laughs) Yeah, it has been but they're pretty good us Uh, as well created Mm -hmm. a measure guide for them and um and then just meet virtually to show them all their designs and um everything we would do with them in person we just do over a computer screen so there's some learning we had but we've been pretty successful
1: it, it it is it is really difficult. I mean, what about you guys? Now you're the designers, mm-hmm. so you're in the space. How do you how do you find this affects your ability to do the job?
3: Uh, I would. We normally request uh, uh, pictures, and um, if they do have a lot of newer homes have floor plans already done by the builder. So mm-hmm. if we can get those in advance, that always helps us uh, in talking through their space to help somewhat visualize it with them. Uh, but we do have a lot of people right now that are regretting not doing this a year or two ago because they could really use the extra space right now. Right.
1: (laughs) No, it's very true. I mean, quite honestly, I hate to say, you know, there's a silver lining in this whole thing, but there is a little bit of a silver lining in our industry.
4: Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm.
1: are now much more aware (laughs) of the importance of their home.
2: How their space doesn't function. I had a friend reach out and say, I've never cooked so much. I didn't realize how Mm -hmm. my kitchen doesn't work for me at all. Right. I'm not working right now, but I need a kitchen remodel. How do I make that happen?
1: (laughs) (laughs) And this stuff isn't going to (laughs) know. Financing can be a tricky and dangerous slope to go down, but sometimes it is appropriate. But, I mean, what are you finding from your clients is the biggest pain point in their homes? Is it the kitchen or family room?
5: We've been doing a lot of basements lately. Um, It seems like that's in a lot of homes it's an unfinished space where you can look at finishing an entire another level of your home. So that's, it's spurred up a lot of, you know, maybe homeowners that have been thinking about it for years and they just decide it's the time to get it started because a lot of people, they don't know when they will go back to work. Mm -hmm. They don't know if their kids are going back to school. So it's just, they want to kind of get started and get it, get another space. Mm -hmm.
1: And it is, I mean, it's there. It doesn't require structural, you know, additions. Um, I mean, you got to pull permits uh, based on what you're necessarily doing, but you can also probably get away without pulling permits, depending.
3: Oh, we always pull a permit.
1: Of course you do. (laughs) Of course you do. No, you would have to. But I mean, so what about, all right, so basements, back to basements, because it is through there. How do you guys, what do you think is the most common problem that you come across? Is it HVAC setups? Is it ceiling heights?
3: Uh, I would say more so in our older home basements that we've been working in, uh, doing a lot of the old older homes in Minneapolis, St. Paul, um, just dealing with clearances for height and stairs not meeting code and um, getting in an egress window and uh, waterproofing the basements. Mm-hmm. I think the bigger challenges have, have been in the older homes, but we've been doing it for a long time, mm-hmm. so I think we have good ways to work with it still and make things happen
1: have you guys ever done uh have you ever lowered the floor in a in a basement we yeah have, yep. how much work is that i mean what's involved in doing well we don't like do
3: that?
1: it <laughs> <laughs> you just grab a shovel yeah. and just just grab whistle a disney tune uh, while yeah. you're chipping away yep. at it like That's a dwarf
2: kind yeah. of basically what happens it's a lot of concrete breaking and it's man hours mm-hmm. yeah. yeah taking buckets or conveyor belting it out mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. and then engineering to make
5: sure the house doesn't fall down when you take out the floor
1: which mm-hmm. is important. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. And lowering
5: the mechanicals are a big part of that too. So yeah. lowering the whole basement slab, you know, you have to lower then the boiler, furnace, uh, water heater, things like that yeah. mm-hmm. get yep. tricky as well.
1: I would expect so. Yeah. What about for a while, I remember there were a lot of kind of quick and easy solutions, wall, you know, uh, uh, systems that were being used in basements. Is that still the case or has that not been uh, as successful as they had hoped?
3: For waterproofing or for
1: yeah, yeah, just uh, I had
5: I think through I've been with the company for six years and I've seen that one time where they had yeah it was like some sort of system of like waterproofing in walls but I don't see that very often it's been more like old homes mostly but um, mm-hmm. but yeah, at work I don't think yeah
3: putting in uh, a lot of times in the older homes we're coming in and putting in drain tile sump pump. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
3: I guess i mean, to us maybe it sounds easy, but yeah. it's not an easy task to do. No. Mm-hmm.
1: It can be it can be intimidating, mm-hmm. which is why it's important to use a professional mm-hmm. organization like yours that yep. understands how to do this, right? Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Yep. And we've been marketing a little bit, I think, more towards basements right now because it's it is another area of your home and that makes it a little easier during COVID to separate from where everybody is staying in their home from their main level, their upstairs. We're doing a lot of basement projects, and it's separating us from obstructing their their day-to-day lives. Mm -hmm.
5: Yeah, Yeah, if you have a walkout basement, I mean, there's no reason we have to even be on main floors at all right now. We can kind of lock the door at the top of the stairs, partition everything off, and all access is through the slider door or even egress window at times. Yeah,
1: Really? Sliding through the window? (laughs) Sure,
5: (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Jump on in.
1: (laughs) What's What's the average time frame for refinishing a basement? How long should people schedule or expect to be waiting
5: I'd say two to two and a half months is pretty average. Sometimes in a large remodel where you have a lot of demo or mechanical work before we actually start the finish phase of it, it could Mm -hmm. be maybe a little bit longer, but two to two and a half months is pretty average. Mm -hmm. Okay.
1: And what about carpeting? And the reason I ask is because, you know, basement musty, you know, certain amount. Is carpeting something that is recommended or frowned upon when redoing a basement?
5: I would say, I mean, there's a lot of homeowners that still love the idea of carpet because it's so cozy if you know kids can hang out and have sleepovers on the floor things like that but i would say the the most popular product we use is a luxury vinyl Mm -hmm. um that's waterproof um most projects you know you have a mixture of of the vinyl and carpet um in some spaces maybe bedroom bedroom is carpet maybe living room Mm
1: -hmm. but basement probably carpeting is an option but it might be wisest to go with some kind of solid flooring
3: i suppose yeah
1: but yeah, all it things are yeah, like on circumstances. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah, if you have moisture problems, then probably going hard mm-hmm. surface route. But if you have a clean, dry basement, then carpet's perfectly fine as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, newer homes especially. Right. just fine to go with carpet.
1: Good to hear. All right, we're going to take one more break. When we come back, we have the Habitation Audio Log. And then we're going to talk a little bit more about remodeling. Stick with us. This is Dr. Sarah
0: Brewer and Dr. LaShonda Jung from Roots Chiropractic. We all want a higher quality of life, but making that happen can be difficult. At Roots Chiropractic, we specialize in light-touch-specific neurological adjustments to support your body's natural ability to heal. From birth trauma to everyday bumps and falls and life's daily stresses, at Roots, we offer natural, drug-free solutions to keep every baby, child, parent, and grandparent thriving. Are you ready to restore your energy and achieve overall health? We are located off of Minnetonka Boulevard in St. Louis Park. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram or on the web at rootschiropracticmn.com. Book your first appointment online today. Mention that you're an AM 950 listener and receive the VIP discount of 50% off your initial exam. Roots Chiropractic, located in the Texatonka Plaza in St. Louis Park. Roots Chiropractic. Empower your life and health.
1: I love you. I love you. Is all that I can say. I love you. I love you. Welcome back to Drinkin' the Style. Right here on AM 950 Radio, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Also available as podcast or stream on iTunes or anywhere else that you might happen to listen to those. I'm Gregory Rich, your host. I am joined by Lindsay Bussler, Gene Smith, and Amber Grams of FBC Remodel. Before I forget, you guys... How do people learn more about you?
2: Check out our website com okay. uh, visit our showroom in St. Louis Park. Uh, we'll keep our website updated on when we'll be returning to the office. so but you're welcome to stop in.
1: Excellent. Um, so FBC, and that's uh, FBC is in F- uh, uh, Frank, Bob. <laughs> Charles that's
5: correct that's correct (laughs) thank
1: you (laughs) or finish basement company your choice we just don't want to pigeonhole you doesn't matter all right we are going to do the habitation audio log are you guys ready to hear me rattle on for about two and a half to three minutes that
2: sounds excellent sure
1: all right excellent here we go habitation audio log installment 63 district write-up Last week, I'm thrilled to tell you that the District Edina got a fantastic write-up on the front page of the Star Tribune business section. Obviously, this is a difficult time to think about launching any new endeavor, but unfortunately, we don't always have the luxury of choosing our moments. Listeners may recall that when I began talking about the district, the concept was to persuade showrooms and associated businesses in Minneapolis and St. Paul to open satellite locations in what I expect to be a major destination for remodeling and building projects across the Twin Cities. That remains, in my opinion, a great option for businesses that want to maximize their general exposure. However, in the STRIB article, I took a somewhat different approach— Specifically, we talked about how to prepare for what may or may not be a prolonged recession. As I mentioned in the paper, a lot of businesses that survived 2008's downturn did so by cutting expenses and digging in to await a more lucrative business climate. Uh, At that point, uh, the point I tried to make in the article is that some companies that are maintaining large, expensive showrooms may want to consider right-sizing to a 3,000 or even 1,500 square foot space. Advantages of the district also include the aggregated advertising budget, where each participating showroom contributes to a single larger advertising budget wherein they still get individual name recognition, but it is under a larger umbrella of the district destination. It's also a matter of multiple businesses, each of which have their own customer base, drawing in and exposing those clients to the collaborative businesses that don't compete with but instead enhance a given project. What I'm trying to say is this. There may be a difficult road ahead. None of us can control that. What I can control or what we can control, however, is how we respond to it. And while only hindsight can tell you if your response was the right one, the only real, real way to ensure failure is not to respond at all. So this is a bit of a call to action. If you're, in a business, if you're a business owner in the design or remodeling industry, I'd love to talk to you about the district. So drop me a call at Habitation or shoot me an email at greg at and let's talk about the opportunities that the district Edina represents.
3: woo what amazing. You I can't wait to come <laughs> see. Greg, you got away with words.
1: I, uh, I have a totally inappropriate quote I usually use when see people say things like that, and I can't use it. It's from uh, Blazing Saddles. If you've ever seen the movie, so you know it's totally not ready for primetime.
3: Is nope. that with Tom Hanks?
1: Uh, no, it was. Uh, oh, I wish.
4: <laughs> it I would be an amazing movie.
1: <laughs> uh, Gene Wilder, Mel Brooks. Uh, now i got to use it. You use your tongue prettier than a $10 whore. <laughs> Can we beat that at some point?
5: <laughs> keep it.
1: Yeah, the tequila is working well. All right, gang. Let's, uh, let's go back to talking about design projects and take something. You guys have something completely new that I think sounds really, really exciting. The FBC Updates Program.
5: We do. Gene, yeah. tell us. It has uh, just recently launched in the last couple weeks here. Um, and basically, it's just kind of a streamlined process for our homeowners who have um, maybe a, a bathroom or a kitchen smaller project where we're basically removing everything that is currently there and putting it back. So what's great about these types of projects is you don't have to pull permits. Um, and it, it's more of just uh, for our homeowners who are looking for an aesthetic update versus um, kind of re- Reconfiguring or rethinking the entire space, so
1: so kind of reskinning the the space. <laughs> Correct. So they rather- get a
5: whole new space, everything all brand new, um, removing everything that's there um, and starting fresh. But it's not, um, you know, maybe reconfiguring everything or moving walls or um, changing anything majorly. It's more of just um, the finishes and the material updates.
1: That makes a lot of sense. So it's probably faster, it's cheaper, and it is. as you said, you don't need to pull permits and get started.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the whole front-end process of uh, FBC updates versus our typical FBC remodel timeline, um, we've kind of condensed basically a lot of the meetings into one meeting up front where you get to do the design work with your designer, um, all the pricing um, selections and everything all in one. So it's really efficient with our homeowners uh, time right now as well. And it's all virtual, which is really cool.
1: Oh, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. So uh, so are we talking? um, Well, let's talk. Let's talk. General prices. Nobody wants to talk about specific prices because mm-hmm. there's always a huge range. But sure. let's say you're doing the FBC update program on a standard, uh, we'll say half bath. Mm-hmm. What range are we looking?
5: Uh, so our our bathrooms start at 15, and the kitchen start at 35. Um, you know, most most average spaces have been you know bathroom more like 20 25, uh, kitchen more like 40 to 50.
1: Uh, Unquestionable. But
5: the great thing about it, too, is during construction, it's really efficient timeline-wise as well. So two weeks in construction for a bathroom, four weeks in construction for a kitchen. So wow. a lot quicker, really fast, still great quality work. Uh, it's really cool.
1: Wow. Yeah, no, that's uh, – so it's, it's considerably less expensive, considerably faster, and you still, I'm sure, get a, a tremendous ROI if you are in the process of maybe selling your home. Have you found people doing that? Uh,
5: yeah, I would say it's going to – you know, it's gonna be more appealing for people that, yeah, want uh, wanna look at it for uh for ROI as well. So
1: That's great. Yeah. You know, I had meant to ask you guys uh, about that. In terms of fin- finishing off a basement, are you have you got a sense of what kind of a return you might get? I mean what that does to the value of your home, uh if you're adding that kind of space or remodeling that space?
3: Yeah. Uh I know that kitchens are the number one return on investment mm-hmm. I think and master baths Yeah master yep. baths is is short after that and then having a finished basement I think comes third on the list. Um I think uh on average somewhere around 60 to 70% is your normal return on investment. A lot of our clients who have sold their home um if they've moved out of state or something after we've done their project have been looking more 80 to 90% return on investment because they have more than a just a basic box finish. Mm-hmm. They have a bar and some cool design elements in their space um, to make it more of a selling point when they sell the home.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's not bad at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's 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 awesome.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: What about, all right, so since we're talking about, you know, returns, people often start to think about trying to manage projects themselves or, or things along those lines, mm-hmm. which, you know, under rare circumstances can work, but in general, most of my experience shows <laughs> that it's a disaster. I mean, what's the advantage of working with a company like FBC versus, you know, Jim Bob's Fast and Easy Kitchen remodeling.
2: I think with .com. Design builds, Amber yeah. outlined the process earlier. And our FBC's philosophy is we figure everything out up front. So mm-hmm. we have a pretty extensive design process so that you know what you're getting, how you're doing it. Um, with any project, there's a 50 contractors you're going to have to manage during that. So mm-hmm. the benefit is you get to keep your time and you're hiring people to do that for you. Because mm-hmm. people and often don't think about their time in Mm -hmm. terms of money.
1: Well, I mean, I've said this a million times, but I'm I'm never going to stop. Working with people who have experience gives you the ability to see into the future. Mm -hmm. You know, if you, uh, people will do maybe a handful of kitchen remodels in their lifetime in the homes that they necessarily own. So everything is new. You have no idea what necessarily can be expected. Whereas you guys do, you know, countless remodels over and over again. So you can look forward and you can see that there's going to be a problem and plan accordingly, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Designers can kind of see in the future, if you will, with that analogy (laughs) of like just predicting what might happen and problem solving that early
3: Yeah, and explore those options with you. Like there's, there's a number of ways that you can achieve uh, a great family space or a great entertainment space. And by us getting to know our clients and how their lifestyle is and how they operate really helps us in designing what's best for them. And then looking at all those options and making changes on our 3d model is a lot less expensive than if you were to make those changes after it's built or once it's done in real life.
1: Right? Yep. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. It's an ounce of prevention, pound of cure, and it <laughs> yeah. holds up no matter what you're talking about. <laughs>
3: right. Yeah. And there is not a, a there is good and bad with every type of company. There's not a right or wrong for what our clients pick. It's really what's best for them. So if a general contractor out is right for someone, then we're not going to tell them that we're we're better than that for them. We're just going to encourage and help them figure out what's best for them as we talk through the process and what they need. Um, And even for our clients that are more handy, uh, but still need help with the design and figuring out the construction documents and don't have resources to do electrical and framing, uh, we offer the nearly finished basement where our clients can do the finishing end on their own uh, and use their handy skills to, to get their space finished but utilize our design.
1: Beautiful. All right, you guys, this has been a great conversation. Uh, And we have drunk our way through another episode. So on behalf of Habitation and the district and FBC, I'd like to wish everybody good luck this coming week. And to quote Lucille Harper, the nice thing about egoists is that they don't talk about other people. That one's out to me. Good night
4: and good luck, everybody.